It's Topics, the podcast where two comedians talk about weighty matters in a serious way, although it doesn't have to be a serious way. Right. In fact, we encourage laughter, but we're not seeking it. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. Michael Ian Black, joined by Michael Showalter. It's good to be here. And uh, yeah, I, mean, I think it's worth, I do think it's probably worth, you know, just saying that if something funny happens or we get off on a silly tangent, that's okay. We've been known to do that, Michael, in some of the past episodes. <laughs> We've gotten on one or two, I think. But I don't but I don't think it's I don't think it's detracted from what we're trying to do here. No, I don't think so either. And I think that there's I think even though what we're talking about is heavy and uh Intrinsically, I think the topics that we're looking into aren't necessarily funny, but, you know, I, I think it's okay if every once in a while, you know, we get silly or we laugh or... I'm going to take what you're saying because I think it's very interesting and I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to say it's almost necessary mm-hmm. because when you're talking about such heavy things. Yes. Such heavy topics. Yes. You know, it can it can start to burden you a little yes. bit. And I think a little levity now and again, gentle, I mean, it, I think it should be gentle levity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can really sort of uh, lighten the mood a little bit. I think yeah. that's good. I really um, do. G-Lev. I call it G-Lev. <laughs> right. Gentle levity. Okay, I see what you did. I, and I like it. G-Lev. <laughs> that, that sounds like a... Uh, G- G-Lev and special sauce. Oh, the, okay. The, yes. uh, the, 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 the musician. The, yeah. The, the, and and, 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 and that, that's terrific. And, and I hope uh, that people are finding the podcast terrific. And even if they're not, even if, if some people are checking in and checking out, it's been so helpful for me personally to have these conversations because it's put so many things into perspective for me. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's really gotten me thinking. I mean, it's really got the old gears turning Mm -hmm. and that has just been great. Well, uh, you know, it's, and I feel exactly the same way. I, I, this has been such a, uh, interesting and, uh, informative experience for me and it's like my 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 father used to say when he when i would uh do something stupid or or make a bad decision and he would say hey mike use your noodle Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's a lot of what's been happening on this show is that we've been really using our noodle Mm -hmm. i hope you don't mean that we've been making uh bad decisions and, and and being stupid well I don't, but I am saying that, no, what I more mean is that we've been using our noodle. Oh, I see. Yes. yes. Like, like I, I, the bad decisions and being stupid thing, it was like more to get to what I think I was really trying to say is, which is just this idea about us using our noodle. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely feel like my noodle has been getting a, a pretty good workout over the last uh, few podcasts that we've been doing. Yeah. Mine too. Uh- you I feel about- like uh, my noodle, my noodle has been doing uh, push-ups. <laughs> oh. And that's good. It's good. It's good to stretch uh, metaphorically and literally. Well, and, but I uh, just said push-ups. That's not so much stretching. Well, that's right. That's Pu- right. Push-ups is act- an actual exercise. And then I think you would want to stretch after doing push-ups. But I think I know what you meant. Yeah, I, 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 I may have mixed metaphors a little bit or, or mixed uh, exercise terminology because push-ups, 
Well, I, I think I, I do want to make a serious point here. Push-ups are actually anaerobic muscle activity. Right. Where you're using, you, you, you're, 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 de- you're depriving your muscles of oxygen. Right. So, that's the serious point I wanted to make. And what about stretching? That's just stretching. Okay. But was that something else aerobic? I think it's just stretching. I think depending on how quickly you do it, it could be considered aerobic. Okay. Because aerobic means you're getting your, I think it means you're getting your heart rate up. Oh, okay. So. Okay. But that's not, I don't think we need to focus so much on, on aerobic versus anaerobic today because although that's interesting, it's more jargon than I think it is actual topic. Well, yeah. I mean, people will, you know, people, a lot of these workout fads and these, you know, you have your different exercise equipment and everything. They want to impress you with these words, these words like right. anaerobic and aerobic and, and have you heard this one? Zumba? Zumba right. or, or Taibo. Remember mm-hmm. Taibo? Mm-hmm. It was, the, the, it was a combination between Tai, tai Chi and, and Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, right. And a lot of these exercise fads, I think you really uh, hit the nail on the head when you said that they're fads. And sometimes we lose the forest for the trees when we start talking about diet and exercise because in my experience, there's really just a few simple things you have to do to keep healthy and stay in shape and look great. Um, The first is you got to eat right. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to have your French fries and your your Big Macs and your your, uh, ice cream sundae. Great. Great example. Do it. But, but, but just make sure that you're also getting a lot of leafy green vegetables and uh, a lot of water and you're not filling your stomach with sugary snacks and sugary drinks because that stuff, you know, it's empty calories and it starts to catch up with you over time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I think, I mean, another aspect, those are all great tips, Mike. Those are really great tips. And I, I think though that the aspect of it that I'm kind of zeroing in on though is that a lot of these fads, should we say, fad diet, fad exercise, uh, workout regimen, is they're selling us a an image or an illusion of something that we could get where, where I guess that what I'm saying is, is that they are using these, these selling tools mm. as a form of propaganda to convince us that we need this thing Mm. and that this thing will help us lose weight, help us get in shape, help us feel better about ourselves, that this thing is our answer. That's interesting. So if I could, I want to mirror what you're saying a little bit. It sounds like what you're saying is, these regimens, these exercise regimens, these fad diets are, are a kind of propaganda to convince us that if we just follow them to the letter, we'll be in better shape, we'll look better, we'll be healthier. But I want to take it a step further and say, because I want to, say, I want to ask the question, and what? And I think the answer is, and therefore deserve love. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. therefore is propaganda mm-hmm. a way of 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 actualizing and this is going to sound curious love is propaganda ultimately love and i'm going to say yes mm. i'm going to say propaganda is love hmm I never, I hadn't thought about that way, but yeah, keep going. Okay. So you think about some of the great propagandists in history and the one that of course comes to mind is, is the Hitler guy. Goebbels. I don't know. I don't think it matters. And I don't, I don't think you know, but he said, if you repeat a lie enough, it becomes the truth. It was Goebbels. Well, whether it was or it wasn't, I don't think that's not my point. I don't, okay. that, that's really not my point. And that's fine. I'm just saying that's who it was. But it doesn't. Okay. Well, it, we can agree to disagree about that. Okay. But, but my only point is that he said if you repeat the big lie long enough, it becomes the truth. And ultimately, what I think he was getting at was because you, you ask about, uh, well, what is the nature of truth? Okay. Ultimately, the nature of truth is also love. So, because it's about acceptance. And so, ultimately, what he's saying is the big lie is love. Right. Yeah, Gerbil, you, that's what it, Goebbels said. That is exactly what he said. So, if you repeat the big lie enough, that lie, in fact, becomes love. And I think that's powerful and I agree with it. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to take it in. Um, Look, we have basic human needs, okay? Safety and security is one. Um, And, uh, you know, to, to, to be nourished and sheltered. But, but there's a kind of meta need that we have. And that meta need that all humans need is love. Mm-hmm. So, anything that makes us feel loved mm-hmm. is therefore a good. I see. So, the big lie becomes the truth. The truth is love. Love is good. The big lie is good. Okay. Do you, do you follow? Yeah. So, you're saying you agree with him? Yeah, look, do I do I think Hitler's guy was, you know, do I think Goebbels? Well, I, I, I really feel like you're getting caught up in semantics. Do I feel like um, everything the Nazis did was good? Of course not. Of course not. But do I think Hitler and his coterie of officials loved the German people? I do. But not all of them. No, I mean, I think we're going to start to get into legal definitions of what constituted a German citizen during the Third Reich. And, uh, you know, that's, that, I feel like that's a conversation for a different time. But overall, you know, l- let's, set, let's set the Jews aside for a minute and homosexuals and gypsies and, and whatever. Let's set that aside for a second and just say. It's just hard to set that aside, you know. But go ahead. Well, no, I agree. Like, definitely, like, there's a huge asterisk 
next to Hitler's name. I would never deny that. Huge asterisk. Right. You know, when you say Hitler was a great leader, asterisk. Right. Okay. But I don't think people say that he was a great leader. But anyway, but go ahead. No, I'm just, again, like I, that's not my point. Okay. Whether Whether he was or he wasn't. Okay. There's definitely an asterisk after his, like if you go top 25 leaders of all time. Right. And you include Hitler on that list, you're going to put an asterisk on that name because he did so many bad things. Okay. Okay. But he did them ultimately, I'm saying, because of love. Uh Uh-huh. So, I'm saying Hitler was motivated primarily by love. See. And therefore, was a good, ultimately. And and again, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Okay. I'll put Mm -hmm. three asterisks there. Wow. Wow. That's because a lot. Of, that's a lot of asterisks. Right. It's a lot. And like I'm saying, because I mean, you know, I'm Jewish. Right. And I don't agree with, with, you know, 90% of his Jewish policy. But I do think that he himself, if you look in his heart, believes that he was motivated by love. See. And you can say there's a, that, and, and the propaganda was therefore a way to achieve love. I, I hear you, and I think you're making some very interesting points. Mm-hmm. Um, we do disagree. Okay. Um, and I think what I would say is, is and I don't have, you know, uh, the terminology at my disposal uh, to make the same kind of, you know, I can't say that I'm going to make my point in a well-articulated way. So, I'm sure that if this were a debate, you know, I, I would... I, I don't think I would. Uh, well, I definitely don't want to. Th- I don't want to think of this as a debate. But, I definitely um, don't. It's a, it's well, a conversation. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's one of these touchy subjects, you know, I would say. But um, I guess when I look at that situation, mm-hmm. that, that you know, the Holocaust and. Horrible. And the, that, that I, I would say that power was really what was motivating Mm. what was really what was motivating um a lot of those a lot of the uh, you know the the actions that uh were being taken was really more about power and domination um over people rather than i just don't see love so much Mm. i see Mm -hmm. power i see um atrocity you know um but i know that for what i you know with someone like goebbels who i know you're denying that that's who it was but it is who it was um that he was a psychopath um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and was really motivated by the desire to have world power and was using propaganda to manipulate people um uh into uh seeing things the way he saw them a lot of times um through through very you know uh very dis dishonest ways he would tell one group of people one thing and another group of people another thing without any regard for what was actually true hmm. and so he was really misleading people and um so, I mean, I don't, I just, I, you know, I'm hearing what you're saying. I just think love is, is, I don't know. I just don't think I would use that word. Well, I wonder whether we're looking at the same glass of water and just saying, you know, one of us sees it as half full, one of us sees it as half empty. Mm-hmm. 
because... Which one of us do you think sees it as half full? I do. Because okay. I'm saying everything is motivated by love. Right. And I think you're, you're taking a slightly more cynical position uh, and saying it's motivated by power. And I would say, well, I, don't know, I don't know that those two things are, are incompatible. For example, I, as you know, I have two children. Yes. I love them with every fiber of my being. Right. I also have tremendous power over them. Okay. Um, and I exercise that power frequently and vigorously. Like in what way? What do you mean? Uh, well, I have, I have like when dominion. You, like when you I say have dominion over every aspect of their lives, mm-hmm. and I and I exercise that power uh, frequently and vigorously. Right. What does that mean? Vigor- Just what I like said. What, right. But when you say you vigorously exercise that power, what would be an example of that? Um. So I say to my daughter last night, for example, uh, she's. I say it's time for bed. She says I'm watching Paul Blart Mall Cop. Can I watch the end? I say, uh, no, because it ends too late. I'll, uh-huh. I'll record the ending for you. Mm-hmm. But you're not watching Paul Blart Mall Cop mm-hmm. until 3 o'clock in the morning. Because this, right. is, this is at 2.30 in the morning when we're okay. having this conversation. Okay. And I say, you need to get to bed right now. So, she stays up late, your daughter. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it, 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 it wasn't a school night. Right. But I'm saying I don't think I stayed up that late. Until I was in college. No, I, that's not true. I stayed up that late when I was in high school. I started staying She's up that 10. late. She's 10. She's 10. And a lot of, well, and okay, so that's, that actually leads to a good example. Maybe she's a, maybe she's a night owl. No, because a lot of times she wants to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And I say, no, you stay up because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach you that the human body doesn't need more than three hours of sleep. Uh-huh. That's a good example. Right. And that's uh, not, and that's not proven. That's not proven. Uh, it's, that's that's out there as a theory, but that's not proven. Well, there's no, but there, this is what I'm saying. There's no way to prove that theory unless you test it. Okay, so, so I'm you, te- I'm testing it. On so my you daughter. So, as, so you're using your daughter as a science inspe- experiment. I mean, that sounds very clinical the way you're putting it. It sounds you know that sounds. What I'm trying to do is prepare her for the world and to have a competitive advantage. Think about think about how much of a competitive advantage you would have if you didn't need more than three hours of sleep at night. You, you could work basically around the clock. But you do. I think you do need more than that. That's, well, the, that's the thing. I, but yeah, I, I, my Th- theory, my think theory about, is Think that, about the competitive advantage you'd have if you got just the right amount of sleep and weren't tired. Well, but if your right amount of sleep was eight hours and my daughter's right amount of sleep was three hours, she would have a huge competitive advantage over you. What do you think your daughter's right amount of sleep is just from knowing her, you know, just from, just from your own observations? I feel like right now I've gotten it down to about four and a half, but I'm trying to get it down to three. Okay. What does she say? She says she needs more. Okay. And you don't believe her? Well, that's the thing. As a parent, you have to know when to hold back and when to push. And when to exercise your power vigorously. So, if she's falling asleep in front of the TV or, or, or in front of her homework or at dinner or whatever, you know, I have a, 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 a plastic ruler, just a regular plastic 12-inch ruler. And I just slap the thing very hard, uh, you know, on this, in the space next to her. Okay. And she, and she wakes right up. 
Okay. So th- thus proving that she doesn't need to be sleeping because if she needed to be sleeping, she'd be asleep. But she always wakes up when I do that. Swap! And she wakes right up. Right. And then what? Does she stay up or does she go back to sleep? No, after she'll that? stay. I mean, she'll not. It depends. She may start nodding off. And if she does, the ruler gets swapped again. And But, you know, generally she'll generally that, that keeps her up for a little bit because she knows she, she understands the expectations that I've set as her father. Okay. Now, is that propaganda? Is that abuse of power? I don't think so. I think it's abuse of power. I wouldn't say that it's propaganda. Well, but according to you, the propaganda is I'm telling her she only needs three hours a night of sleep and you're telling me that uh, that's propaganda because you say it's scientifically unproven. What I'm saying is I believe it to be true. Therefore, it's not propaganda. I don't know. I'd need to hear more about that part to say whether it's propaganda or not. It's Mm -hmm. definitely... um, you know, highly, well, it's like highly this. questionable. Well, it's like this. Um, okay, you say it hasn't been scientifically proven. I say that might be so. So you go, all right, then how do you have this? Why do you have this theory that children only need three hours of sleep or in adults too? Three hours of sleep a night. I say, I have a hunch. Okay. Now, so, yeah. is my hunch propaganda or is it a legitimate hunch? Well, like what, what, what's your, what's your, training and you know what's your you know how much of tell me about you know as a scientist in this field tell me about some of the training you've had what are the what degrees do you have what okay, kind of i feel i'm sensing a little bit of sarcasm from you well no because, it's just, because because you know i don't have any training other than other than uh, a perusal of the literature well i mean you 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 have a high school diploma if i'm not mistaken yes and then that's what you have. Right. And so I guess I would just say that to be making big assumptions about how much sleep a child it's, needs. But it's not would, an assumption. Would, it's not an assumption. It's a hunch. And I've, over the years, I've learned to trust my instinct about things. Right. For example, and you know this about me, I was living in Los Angeles. I said, I don't like Los Angeles. I'm going to come back to New York and I'm going to try to make my career in New York. Well, guess what? I did. It was a hunch and it paid off. Uh huh. And it's the same thing with, with my daughter and sleep and my son too. But my hunch is they need about three hours of sleep. And, and that's fine. And I, but I'm literally just asking you, you know, like that's a big, that's a, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of, of information out there that, that suggests that if you don't get enough sleep, it can actually do great harm to you. Okay. So let me turn the tables on you. Yeah. What degrees do you have that, that makes you say that? I mean, because I'm not familiar with any of your published work either in the journals. Uh, right. But I'm not challenging. I'm not challenging the the what my body is telling me, which is that I my body. I'm not forcing my body to get less sleep than it wants to. But have you ever challenged your body to do that? Sure. And how have you felt afterwards? Terrible, uh-huh. terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh-huh. It affects my thinking. It affects my um, my ability to, to be productive. Mm-hmm. I oftentimes get sick. It clearly affects my, you know, my, uh, immune system mm-hmm. so that uh, if I'm not getting enough sleep, oftentimes that makes me vulnerable and susceptible to getting a cold or a flu. And incidentally, that's also true for me. Like if I don't get 10 hours a night, I'm a mess. I'm right. a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't understand why you wouldn't then 
you know, again, unless you said, well, look, this is I'm I'm, a, you know, I'm I'm working in this field and that I feel comfortable taking risks like this. But I just don't feel that that's true, Mike. I mean, I, well, I yeah. let me say this. You're a smart guy. I think you're an incredibly smart guy. I okay. really do. I know that you're you. you're very smart just and you're very well read and all of those things. But I also know that that, you know, you're a college dropout. See that to me. I'm just telling the truth. I'm not, but Mike, I'm not saying anything. I'm only saying in terms of you, then you get you forcing your kids not to get any sleep. I feel like I'd want you to be able to say, like, I went to med school. I know what I'm doing. I did not go to med school. I've read a lot of Michael Crichton. Yeah, but that's that's fiction. That's not. But it's all. But it's all. It was all based in. Uh, very plausible science. He wrote a book about dinosaurs being around now. And now we're talking about cloning woolly mammoths. Well, How do I know be- that? Because I read about it. We're cloning woolly mammoths. Is that what yeah. we're doing? You and I are not, no. So, but there's woolly mammoths now? Not again? yet, but there will be. But, well, and I'm sure that the people that are doing that went to, like, med school for scientists whatever okay, that is but at some point somebody had a hunch and was like i bet i could clone a woolly mammoth yeah and then they learned how to do it how am i going to learn to not to to force my daughter not to sleep there's no way to learn that i can only do it this is what i mean when i say like if, it, if, if it's a debate i'm gonna lose because i don't i'm not the wordsmith like you're the wordsmith i don't even i my god i don't want it to be a debate because we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about something pretty serious, which is propaganda and abuse of power. And I'm trying to make the point that propaganda and to a lesser extent, abuse of power is love. Right. And I, I just think is an important point. And I just, I just disagree. I just so strongly disagree. Okay. So let me ask you this, because you say you're not the wordsmith, but you disagree. So you, is your disagreement based on a hunch? Or, or do you have some sort of backing, uh, some sort of evidence to, 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 to back up your, your assertion? Well, I mean, if we're using, what are we using as our, as our example? Fascist regimes? Sure. Fascist regimes, parenting. Well, in and of itself, parenting is love. Agreed. Um, forcing. Even, even though parents have total dominion over their children. Right. And a which, big, which, and which is, which is by any definition, abuse of power. It's no. a totalitarian regime in my house. No, it can be an abuse of power or it can be. I'm keeping can, my daughter up 21 hours a day. How is that not abuse of power? It is. It is an abuse because of power. I love her. Well, I guess the two aren't mutually exclusive then Mike. Okay. But, but it's still an abuse of power. It's not love. You may love her, but you're also abusing the power. You know, I mean, I, you know, in the, in, in, the, in the case of, 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 of World War II in Germany, I mean, that's really, there's really no debate there. You well, know, that's why I put the asterisks there. You know, you remember I put three asterisks, asterisk, 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 because I was like, yeah, like they, like I definitely, you know, at times you could make the argument that they went too far. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I, I don't. I, as I said, I don't think there's a debate there. It's it's right, probably wanna, right, it's probably the greatest. You know, it, it's it's it, it it's 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 unfathomable 
uh, it's 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 an unfathomable abuse of power. Well, because they lost. You know what I mean? If they had won, we wouldn't be saying that. No, because you and I wouldn't be around. Right. There's that. You and I wouldn't be around. Right. Right. There is that. So we wouldn't be here having this conversation at all mm-hmm. because because of our because both you and I have of our Jewish heritage and Jew, you know would would pretty much make it that we wouldn't be alive anymore. Okay, so point to you then because that I I do think that's a legitimate legitimate criticism. And I just don't of my, of my position. Yeah, and I just don't see that as a love I don't see, you know, it's just like I'm having a hard time finding the love in that. Mm-hmm. You know, because it just to me it just seems more like um insanity and hate. It's the opposite uh-huh. of love. It's it's hate. Uh-huh. Well, you know, as we wrap up today's episode and I think you've given us a lot of great stuff to think about. And, and I know, and, and I, you know have, I know and you my noodles going to be working overtime. Thank and you. And you have two, Mike. Thanks. Um as we head into the next episode, which will be our final episode for this season. Um, maybe we address the topic of what is the nature of love? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a, it's maybe the most profound topic there is. I look forward to it. I do too. Um, and until next time, this has been Topics. Hello. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Topics. If you'd like to write us a letter with a question or a comment about this episode or any episode, please do. Our email address is topicspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.